and welcome to the Enlightened Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Hunt. In today's episode, we are going to be breaking down the 1965 Beatles album, Help. I hate to do two episodes regarding the Beatles in a row, but, well, it's the Beatles. And, on top of that, Mr. Reggie Wilder is returning, and he, in fact, demanded that we do this album because it is his favorite Beatles album. He listened to it on the ride home from our session in which we recorded our Abbey Road review, and he realized that, uh, well, people need to talk about it more, and I have to agree with him. So if you haven't listened to the album before, please go do so. And, uh, you know, you can listen to us beforehand, get some pointers, or you can listen to us afterwards. We want to hear from you guys, so we really do encourage. If you guys have thoughts, opinions on any of the songs that differ from ours, please like, comment, review, any of the above. Well, here we go. It's the same year my dad was born. So we're establishing that help the Beatles album came out in 1965. Uh, Mr. Reggie Wilder returning was remarkably wrong in his estimation that it came out in 1963 because he's a fool. My bad, folks. (laughs) (laughs) It happens. It does. It does. It does. We do be stupid at times. That's that's what it is. uh, It's just it's how humans be. Yeah. Uh, you know, I really seriously wanted to, you know, not do the Beatles back to back for our music episodes, but it's fucking impossible to not do the Beatles back to back. It really is. And I demanded it (laughs) to be, to be fair, because as soon as we finished our Abbey Road uh, episode, I listened to the entirety of Help and oh my God, (laughs) guys, it was astounding. (laughs) So, uh, Help has always been one of my favorite albums, and I totally back up. It is astounding. But it's always kind of overshadowed. It's like the little brother of, like, Rubber Soul and Sgt. Pepper. It's always kind of like, oh, you know, the real transition album was Rubber Soul. I disagree wholeheartedly in the Beatles catalog. I cannot argue more that Help was the transition album. Yeah, so, like, I... I would say that it does take a backlog. I wouldn't say Rubber Soul. Like, that Rubber... Like, I wouldn't say Rubber Soul is, is like... Um, that takes a backlog to that, per se. Like, mm-hmm. the, you always say that, like, uh, Rubber Soul and Revolver are one of your... Like, two of your favorite albums Absolutely. of all time. I maintain Which, that. to be fair, totally valid. Mm-hmm. Absolutely love those two albums. Um, but definitely, like, Sgt. Pepper... Mm-hmm. Um, Abbey Road and mm-hmm. the um, White Album. The White Album. Oh, definitely the White Album. Mm-hmm. Like those, those three definitely like take the cake as uh people like like those better than like probably help. I would say. Yeah. No. Definitely. Um, people try and maintain that um Rubber Soul was the transition period from early Beatles to late Beatles, as they pick that album as the one that's different because you start out with the. I love you, she loves me, la-da-da. And then you get into, uh, when you were young, didn't they teach you that pain would lead to pleasure? There is a significant difference in the the song stylings of those, and Rubber Soul was the first one that you had those really intense lyrics. And I I disagree with that. I think that there are a lot of grown-up lyrics. I would say that... There's a lot of grown-up themes in Help. I I would call Rubber Soul the, the late 
teens of the Beatles, and I would say that the the mid-teens was definitely Help. Help really kicked the door in for a lot of this stuff, and holy hell, what a great album. Oh my god. It's, it, I, uh, so for Abbey Road, I think actually, like, re-listening to, uh, our last, uh, music episode with yeah. Abbey Road. I think it was a little harsh on Abbey Road. I don't think, like, I, I appreciate it enough, and I, like, am kind of sad that, I, like, I was a little more, like, I don't know. I, I critiqued it too much, and I mm. shouldn't have. It, it's, it deserved better. <laughs> and I think I'm going to overload that with uh, how much I love Help. I can't name you a single song besides one that I don't like. I love every single song on this album. I, I'm going to politely disagree with it. And an album that I absolutely love, and I totally think in the Beatles canon, deserves to be... I'd say top three, top four Beatles albums for just sheer perfection. But there are several songs on here that are terrible. I would completely disagree. I, I Just re-listening to the entire album, I was jamming out to literally every single one. Mm-hmm. Besides, I'll say it, the last one. Uh, like, it's Dizzy a, Miss Lizzie. Dizzy was Miss Lizzie. Like, I, I really, let's just start with that one just to get it out of the way because let's, nobody wants uh, we're to get gonna, it. We're going to hit it last because it's the worst one. So oh. let's... All right, can you can you do me a favor and pull up the album? Well, I already know the first like we want first song you, is, first song is help. <laughs> oh my god, you talk about a fucking leviathan of songs by John Lennon, Jesus Christ! And I know Paul has said like, oh, I hope with the middle eight. This is a fucking John Lennon song. It is, and it is. Oh, and he takes it like, and uh, just uh, for like going forward, like. I've always thought this album was more of a Paul album. I'm completely like flip flopping now. Like <laughs> John has some bangers and he starts it off with help and it's fucking awesome because help has always been a fantastic song, but I appreciate it more as like a starter to the album. Actually, like it's, it's, it's kind a of a banger. It's it, a good start. It, it, it really is. Mm-hmm. It's a really good starting song. Mm-hmm. It gets like, it gets my like, like juices, like kind of flowing like a little bit. It, just but like, it's a good, it's kind of just, it's, it is. It's, it's kind of, it's just, a, it, it's a good, it's, it is, it's a good mm-hmm. rock and roll. Mm-hmm. Like you said last time, John Lennon is like better mm-hmm. at rock and roll. Mm-hmm. It shows in this song that he's better at rock and roll than Paul is. Big time. Yeah. Yeah. So I complete I completely agree and yeah the lyrics are great like I, I don't know it's it's uh, the pretty John is having at this point in time he has been in Beatlemania since about 1962 1963 so he's had about two or three years of wild Beatlemania in which he is one of the most famous people on the planet he has people screaming at all of his concerts to the point of which he can't hear anymore and they can barely play a live performance. He is just about done with that. He's tired. He's ready to hang up his gloves. What is his reaction? He sits down and pens, help. Help me, I'm feeling down. But I do appreciate it when you're around. It is... It's 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 just... Lennon can write a rock and roll song that hits you in the balls. Yeah. It's just, oh my god, what a great great lyric and if you guys have never listened to lyrics before and i get it a lot of people didn't um i just had certain people in my life that woke me up to it go read them it's worth reading 
Lennon writes poems that are called lyrics. Paul picks up on this later. But Jesus Christ, could he write a song? And help is his literal cry for for help. For help. Because of what's been mm-hmm. going on is like his rise to stardom, basically, mm-hmm. and it's it's beautiful, really. He's become uh, what's it called? Part uh, Mick Jagger called the Beatles the four headed monster, where there was no independence anymore. And what is Lennon's line is, uh, when I was younger, so much younger than today, I never needed anybody's help in any way. But now, as uh, what's it called? Time goes on, my independence seems to vanish in the haze. Who writes like that? The simple answer is John Winston fucking Lennon. That's his real name? Yeah, he was named after Churchill. That's awesome. (laughs) I never knew that his real name was Winston. That is the best fun fact ever. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I'll hit you with all the Beatles fun facts. (laughs) I I, help is... uh, I cannot articulate how great of it is down to the walk down, the drums. It's just... And, yeah, how do you feel... And, and like, I I just want to, like, keep going with, like, how do you feel like they started off with, like, a rock and roll song? It's the way to start off an album. Yeah. Talk about uh, uh, Hook. I've been talking about this with my uh, my songwriting partner is uh, me and him have been going back and forth about our album and how we want to release it and song order and stuff like that. Mm. I'm always for, like, hey, man, let's hit him with the loudest song first with the most driving, like, biggest hook we got. You know, get that shepherd's crook in there. You really do need, like, yeah, it's, it's with anything. It's not even just with music. Yeah. Like, you really just got to get anybody, yeah. like, with, like, a hook. You don't need the best song on there, but it should absolutely be, like, you Memorable. have a fucking bang. Exactly. You need to have a yeah. banger on there. Something that the needle drops and everybody is looking over to see what's playing. And you know how much of a uh, memory they have of this? They named the album after the first song. So, it mm. just, just, like, this is, like. Little bit of little bit of both. They knew the movie title was going to be Help, Oh yeah. And they asked John, yeah, yeah. Can you write a song called Help? And John sat down and said, oh, I think I could write something. Yeah, I got some problems. <laughs> <laughs> I have issues. <laughs> it, yeah. So it it yeah. Mm-hmm. Um everything uh musically, lyri- uh lyrically, like the song is just it 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 goes uh to the top of like the echelon of like great Beatles songs in my mm-hmm. opinion I love it I uh, would say we're talking best John Lennon songs with the Beatles I would say Help is top five top five yeah uh, Help, ooh, that's Help a, is that good that's a that's a pretty like significant list for you since you're yeah, like a John I maintain I I was gonna say Help is that good I love a good rock and roll song but it's the fact that a rock and roll song has lyrics behind it yeah. And that's, uh, you know, later on when we eventually do the Let It Be um, uh, album, mm-hmm. we'll talk about the singles beforehand of Hey Jude is the A-side, but the B-side's Revolution. And the sped-up version of Revolution, excuse me, is one of my all-time favorite Lennon songs. And it's just because it's a balls-to-the-wall rock and roll song that really sets your teeth. And if you're not speeding while listening to that song, I, I don't know what to tell you. But it's uh, all of that. It's got that energy, that vibe, that incredible sound. Uh, you know, John Lennon's guitar is just on fire. But then the lyrics are uh, incredible. They back it up because yep. it just blows your fucking mind that somebody can put those words to music. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But that is the genius, the utter genius of John Lennon. 
Which brings us on to song two, which is... The Night Before. Oh, that's a, <laughs> another, another great song. It is. <laughs> um, I, it's a, I would call it a quintessential Paul song, is yeah. what I would say. Um, treat Me Like the Night Before. Yeah. That's, it's... It kind of sets the theme for uh, Paul, like, in this album, too. He, a little bit. It's, it... It has, it has similar vibes to the, like the rest of his the rest of his songs. It's very hot and cold. This album, it's very bouncy, upbeat, bop. It does songs. Ex- yeah, ex- and then suddenly we get the left turn into yesterday. Yeah, uh, but we start with night before, and I love the night before. I really do. I think it's a great bop. Mm. Thoughts, opinions on the night before? I, 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 I really like it. Um, I uh, love the music with it. Um, I don't know. It's a great... Um, it's not like uh, the best... I don't know. I don't know. It's... It doesn't... It. It's a pre... It, like I said, it's like a prelude to like what... Uh, Paul is going to do for the rest of this album, basically. Okay, yeah, I, I, I would definitely agree with that. I don't know if it's my favorite Paul song. It's not, but it's it's still a very good Paul song on the album. That being said, I try to measure songs of, okay, a no-name indie pop band releases Treat Me Like You Did the Night Before. Do you think it would be a hit on the radio today? Ooh, that's a good question. My answer is, I think it would be. I think it would be too. Like, like, yeah. like, yeah, no, mm-hmm. it, it definitely, yeah, it kind, of, yeah, it has, actually has that vibe. Like, actually, say, like that's that's a good, that's, that's, a, that's a good, like, I, that's a good, like, lit, 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 litmus test. Actually, and that is how I try. That's pretty. Every, yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty good. And it's one of those. That's an easy one for help. Help would have been a smash on any uh, records chart. Yeah, it is treat me like you night know, the night before, and it's yeah. if it was by another band, I would have said like, hey, that's a damn good like pop rock song. Yep. Um, do I think that is intellectually diverse and amazing? Not really, but I, you know, uh, my dad really pointed this out at some point in time because, uh, one of his coworkers mentioned that he liked the mamas and the papas <laughs> and his, uh, coworker seemed quite ashamed. And another one of his coworkers just looked it up and said, like, dude, who gives a fuck? Like, we're not in high school anymore. Who fucking cares? <laughs> you like the mamas and the papas. <laughs> Guess what? The mamas and the papas are kind of a jam. And, and my dad was like, yes, they are. <laughs> and it's just one of those things of, like, who cares? Like, a good pop song is a good pop song. Yeah. I don't have ego about it. And, no. You know, like, we both play guitar. We're both very into music. Yeah. I like a good song. Any any song like yeah and like yeah you know uh, me like I've I've gone to concerts now that have like ranged in like what they are mm-hmm. I've I've gone to bands such as Dave Matthews mm-hmm. to um, Gus Dapperton if if any mm-hmm. of our listeners know mm-hmm. Gus Dapperton I highly recommend him but like he's just like this very indie pop like. Mm-hmm. I, I even know what genre you would put him in, but he's a really good singer and he has really good music too. Um, so it's really just like, if, if you have good music, like I will, I'm going to listen. And that's my thing. I think, um, I think it's a misquoted Ray Charles quote that I'm probably going to use in every single one of these episodes, but it's just, 
uh, there are two types of music, good and bad, and I like good music. <laughs> and that's what it boils down to. I don't really, like, good music's good music, man. I mean, I definitely have preferences in the style of music, but I like good pop rock. Like, come on. That's like Ed Sheeran. Yeah. And Taylor Swift can come out with a good song every now and then. I don't and care. I would describe this song exactly like like an, what Ed Sheeran could do a cover in the, of this song and yeah. I have no problems with it. Exactly. Like, it is a good pop rock song. Yeah. Uh, I could see a one hit wonder off of this one big time. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. <laughs> Next song on the track list because I don't know the track list off the top of my head even though I should because I'm a Beatles file. Uh oh. Uh oh. One of your favorites. You've got to laugh your. Uh, you've got to hide your love away. Ooh. All right. <laughs> we got yeah. I, I, we gotta take some time with this one just because this one like. Sit down. Shut up and listen. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I I invite discourse, but it is um, we were talking about this earlier because uh, I think unofficially, yesterday is the ending track to this album unofficially where some pressings had it some pressings didn't i will say that it was recorded around the same time and therefore it probably should be included on the album yesterday is one of the most recorded songs of all time i think white christmas might beat it out but yesterday's right there it, it yesterday is an unbelievable song i'm surprised like a, a, a christmas song has been the most covered album like cover song. It's just, it, it's strangely everyone loves White Christmas. It's not one of my favorite songs actually. No, not me neither. I'm I'm just surprised that like I I don't know. I I don't mm-hmm. I wish I could reason out humanity's woes. I do not and <laughs> the love of White Christmas is one of them. Chief, I would argue. <laughs> Weird. Continue. Um but yesterday is one of the most recorded songs of all time. It's a McCartney song, obviously about lost love. Um, I it's kind of a folksy ballad, but there is an orchestration put behind it in utter genius by George Martin, and obviously by McCartney's um, uh, slightly uh, detuned guitar in a. Um, not slightly, it's very detuned. Yeah, it's just down one step. So all the chording shapes are the same, but it sounds a little darker. It's it's kind of cool. I, I haven't played around with it a ton. I should probably play around with it. I hate doing it just because like, it's it annoying. Yeah, it, I was going to say it's it annoying. takes time. Yeah. Um, but regardless, um, we're on Hide Your Love Away. Uh, if any of you listening haven't heard... Uh, the Beatles Hide Your Love Away you guys are genuinely missing out because it is one of my all time and we're talking about John Lennon Beatles songs because this is John Lennon all over it from beginning to end top five John Lennon Beatles songs very seriously I mean this Hide Your Love Away might be top three and I would argue that it is equivalent lyrically to Yesterday and I think that if it had the same orchestral backing as yesterday, I think it would have been just as successful. And I would, I, I, I absolutely love it too. Mm-hmm. I think actually the guitar playing, um, in Hydra Love Away is vastly superior, um, yeah, to yesterday's guitar playing. Um, will I say that lyrically it's better? That's up for debate. 
Mm-hmm. I love yesterday's lyrics mm-hmm. so much that like I do too. It is it it's, is it's a hard. beautiful it, little it, poem. It, 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 it it's yeah. Mm-hmm. So it and it's it's hard. Um but like what John likes like like he's just he's just a master at it. He's a master at saying literally the same message by the mm-hmm. way. Just like um I might add like like comparatively. It's basically the same message. Yeah, I was going to say it's very similar. Yeah. Um, so the story, I should say, for all us listeners who don't know, for Hide Your Love Away, apparently the story behind it is that John Lennon was married uh, to his wife, Cynthia, before the Beatles started. When the Beatles got famous, he was asked to keep his marriage quiet because all of the eligible uh, bachelorettes would find the Beatles more attractive and more amiable and, excuse me, by their records, thinking that John Lennon was single. So he was asked to keep his marriage quiet. Apparently at this time, he had become aggravated by his need to keep his marriage quiet on top of it was not a marriage that seemed to be working out. Uh, so he penned down the lines, you've got to hide your love away. And that was the basis for the song. And once again, uh, you talk about masters for just opening lines to a song for setting the scene. It's just, you know, here I stand with hat in hand and I turn my face to the wall. If if she's gone, I can't go on feeling two foot small. I oh had to set a scene of utter heartbreak, and it's literally just a guy putting his head in his hands, and he's playing with the words. It's a common saying, like I you know I came like a beggar to the door with hat in hand, and he doesn't say hat in hand. He says head in hands. That is that I I never even noticed that. That's actually awesome, <laughs> and, and that's Lennon. Though I I'll give Paul all the credit in the world is um, I guess Lennon on the I don't know if it was on the recording or just when he was playing it to Paul, um, he played the line um, two foot small and he meant to say two foot tall, and Paul said it's better if you say two foot small. And weirdly, it is better that way, and I don't know why it works better. In the in the rhyming or in the in the saying of it or the imagery, I, I, I think but in I, the image, I, I, think, I, I like it better. I think in the, I think in the saying of it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Say that line again. Here, um, if she's gone, I can't go on feeling two foot small. I think two foot small, is even smaller than two uh, feet tall. I, yeah, it's Two it's a tall. delineation. I think I I, I think I, I think it's mm-hmm. it's just it's obviously the same. It's mm-hmm. same size, but what we're saying is you're mm-hmm. you're it's you're it's emphasizing you're, emphasi- you're emphasizing the smallness of it. Yes. And uh, I think and th- that's genius by yeah. uh, that that changes that line and I was a little s- bit. That's yeah, that's crazy. I, yeah. It changes I, the poem. Yes, and I give. Paul credit. Paul is... And it's I just think, one word, but yeah, like... That's... I was going to say, and it was the word that mattered, though. And Paul gets... And this is... Um, yeah, I don't know if anybody's watched the Let It Be sessions on... Uh, excuse me, Disney Plus. If you haven't, go out and watch it. They're wonderful. They're amazing. Um, definitely take it in bites, because it's a lot. Even for a Beatles fanatic like myself. 
but you get to watch the collaboration, which is awesome. Mm. When you watch uh, George Harrison come in and go, something in the way she moves attracts me like a pomegranate. That's not the line. What should I do? And everyone's just like, oh, you should do this. You should do this. And you realize that they all had general ideas that were brilliant. And then they kind of fed off each other and built on one uh, one another. And I love to see that. And I think that this is a brilliant example of them collaborating. Where John had a brilliant idea. If he did the song as saying, as, uh, you know, feeling two foot tall. It would work. It would be a br- still be a brilliant song. It's better because Paul helped him. And vice versa, there are, you know, a billion Paul songs that are better because Paul, uh, because John said, ah, do this, do this. Exactly. And I, compl- and I completely agree. And we could go on and on about uh, the, like, I could go on about, like, I love playing this song on guitar. It is. It's, it's, uh, I would... it, it's really easy, for one. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's, I I absolutely love it. I love the way it, uh, there, the chorus especially is just awesome to play. There are two Beatles songs that I play obsessively on guitar. Norwegian I, Wood. Uh, Norwegian Wood's the third one actually. I love Norwe- Norwegian Wood. I was gonna Wood. say I play Norwegian Wood all the time. Is two of us, which is a Paul slash John. That's song. yeah. That's true. That's, you love I playing was gonna that say song. I love that all the time. But I was gonna say if you really put a gun to my head and say you can only play one Beatles song for the rest of your life, for whatever reason the tune of uh, hide your love away is always going to be in there. Yeah, it is that. Uh, uh, it's in three, four times, so it's kind of a half-ass waltz. Yeah, and the fact that is so upbeat with such a sad lyric. Oh, it is. It's that Goffin King genius for songwriters. Yeah, of they love writing like you know this song is just rip your heart out and stamp on it. Really makes you feel, but you're gonna write such upbeat music that most people don't notice. Until you listen to the words, and then you go, Jesus Christ, that's not what the song's about at all. Yes, mm-hmm. and that actually, I think, with this song, is a detriment to it a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's creatively genius work, yeah, but it's a detriment mm-hmm. because it doesn't get the same critical acclaim. Because we're all stupid, I think. <laughs> we don't, we don't under, we, we we don't understand what John's trying to do. No, not and at so all. we consider yesterday better than it mm-hmm. because it has that haunting. I agree. I was just motioning. Oh, you were uh, directing you're, the orchestra. I just want it to be known that Ben was was doing hand movements stroke. to me, yeah. and I was confused for a second, but I, I now understand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With yesterday, it's just this haunting music and orchestra that's mm-hmm. in the beyond, behind it, and it's it fits the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Whereas Ben's completely right, it's a upbeat music musically, but the lyrics of "You've Got to Hide Your Love Away" is just also haunting. It's a, it's a sad love ballad with the backing of an upbeat pop song. And I actually, and I mean this seriously, I've never thought of it in those terms as to why it's a detriment to the song itself. But if you played it as a slow ballad instead of an upbeat pop song, I, it might have been as big as yesterday. It, the it, world it, may it, never know, but I would argue it probably should have been. Eddie Vedder actually covered this from Pearl Jam and did a hell of a job on it. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If uh, if people haven't heard it, go listen to Eddie Vedder version. I, He's got I, a great voice. I mean, I think as the a Beatles person that has not better, heard it, but, um, I will absolutely uh, listen to it. Yeah, it's different. Um, it's pretty cool. 
I like Pearl Jam. I'm not the biggest fan of Pearl Jam, but I like Pearl Jam. Exactly how I would classify myself. (laughs) (laughs) Eddie Vedder's got a cool voice. Sometimes they have shitty music. Sometimes it's pretty cool. Yeah, that's kind of how it boils down. If you're a Pearl Jam person, respect to you. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't cater to people. If you like Pearl Jam, cool. If you don't, cool. Who cares? All right. That's not what we're here to talk about. You got to lie, your your love away is amazing let's just move on top tier that, i would though. say that's a 10 out of 10 song um absolutely 10 out yeah. of 10 that's so john one of the best songs. again john uh, john hits it john hits again i'm telling you it's it, john hits 10 out of 10 let me tell two. you folks it is not going to end there <laughs> <laughs> this is fucking true i need you Oh, you know what? I like this song a lot. I, just, <laughs> I really do. You just pulled a curveball on me. I forgot this song was on the album. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to take a controversial stance. Uh, and I'm going to maintain this to the fucking death. Because I know I'm going to get all kinds of hate mail from Beatles Maniacs. Because I got enough of it from Abbey Road. But um, the... This is, so George Harrison is the guitar player for the Beatles at this point in time. He wrote a song called Don't Bother Me, which I think is on Hard Day's Night. It's not a particularly good song, but they gave George one, excuse me, one song on the album just to make him happy. It's not a good song. Flash forward to Help. George Harrison's second song that he wrote is I Need You. It's written in two chords, and it's on a Gresh 12-string, I believe. Actually, it might be on a Rickenbacker 12-string. But it is two chords. It's A and E with a warble pedal and a little bit in the middle. Holy fuck. The fact that he can write this kind of a pop song? Oh my god. Talk about songs that would be hits today. I could see Lord Huron coming out with a song that sounds I, like I was this. just I was just yeah. thinking about that. It sounds like a Lord Huron song from just the title of it. Like it's just and, and and the music and yeah, exactly. It's I I actually did not know that George I'm ashamed of myself, I didn't know that George sang this. I thought that this is so a John funny. Song. I'm so happy to actually be yeah. the one to tell you that. Yeah, actually. I I I you'll hear it for me right here. Like I really thought that John sang this. I, I for and some reason they sounded it's super awesome similar. Because George is your favorite Beatle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. And I'm super happy now that he did actually it's, uh, it's, uh, 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 uh sing this song. It's it's an incredible song from yeah. beginning to end. And it's just it's uh you know, people really get into it and try and tear it apart as like, oh, it's not that good. I love listening to it. I sing along to it every time. I think it's a great forlorn love ballad. Yeah. I, it's, it's, uh, it might be my favorite song on the album when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was necessarily true or not. I think this stands up to any of the Lennon or McCartney songs on the album, hands down, aside from maybe Hide Your Love Away and Yesterday. But I think I uh, I oh I, no it, it stands I, up to like Ticket to Ride or uh, what's McCall it um, you think I need you is is mm. yeah t- man hold hold mm. the phone there yeah yeah uh, yeah yeah, yeah, I, yeah uh, I will say the second tier which is it, it's definitely the, on the second tier treat like, me like you did the night before yep, I think yep. this is a better song another girl oh I think this is a really better song. yes oh. yeah actually I think I will stand by that okay we well, disagree. I like this song a lot, but like I completely disagree. I think, you know, I think this is better than those two McCartney songs. Nope, I nope. 
Uh, you're gonna lose that girl. I think it's on the same plane. Uh, you're talking about preference. I, I can't wait to get that song. I love that. I love that song so too. much. <laughs> I think I like this one better. Holy and, and uh, so my controversial opinion is, this is the best George Harrison song until we get to something. Wow. I I stand by that. That wow. Uh, you know uh, the flack I will you, catch yeah. is from uh, while my guitar gently weeps. Yeah. And while my guitar gently weeps. I don't love. Whoa. It is. You heard it here first, folks. Ben Hunt does not love While My Guitar Gently Weaves. It's Prince not. did it fucking amazing, though. What's up? You ever see Prince do it? Of course I saw Prince. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was incredible. <laughs> you see Tom Petty do I Need You? <laughs> no. It's same concert. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> looks like Reggie needs to do some more, <laughs> some more deep dives. But it's uh, no. That's I, amazing. I did not know that. Yeah, big time. He does uh, Tax Man and I Need You, and I love both of those songs. I, Fuck. I, that's and cool. I was gonna say, and I that's not to delineate um, George's stuff. I think um, I love Tax Man. Uh, love to use pretty good. Within you, without you, is like pure genius. Uh, long, long, long is another one that's just pure genius. Uh, what's it called? It's all too much. Is uh, a great potential. Didn't quite pull it off, but I wish they had done a cleaner recording, and then it would have been a huge hit. Um, and then you get something which is genius too. It, it's just George's. Yeah, we already talked about something but, like the people talk. Uh, what's it called in the Beatles anthology? Um. Paul talks about, like, oh, suddenly out of the blue comes George. Like, he grew, and suddenly he wrote something in the way she moves, which is brilliant. And it's like, fuck you, Paul. He wrote I Need You. That blows all of your other songs on the album out of the water, aside from I've just seen a face. <laughs> and yesterday. And yesterday. But I would say he, he beats Paul on the album. No, because, no, no. I, I yeah. I'll I was going to say, those two are better. But I Need You is a brilliant song. Oh, no, God, it's it, so good. Oh, I, I, I like it a lot. I've <laughs> said that before. Like, I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. And I'm so happy that I found that, that it was a George mm-hmm. song because I really thought it was a, I really thought it was a John yeah. Lennon song. I really mm-hmm. did. Um, and I'm happy I found out it was a George song. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate George even more than I already did. I would definitely give that one a 10 out of 10. <laughs> Absolutely. Next uh, song on the album. Which is, drumroll please, if we can get a Ringo here. Another Girl. I, it's a pop. I love this song. (laughs) Like, like this song and the next song are both, like, absolute, like, bops in my opinion. And they're just, like, they're really interchangeable in my opinion, but they're, like, the same level. I was gonna say, so they're not interchangeable, is what I would say. Is that you have the same song told from two different different artists. two different yeah two and different artists is, and two different oh, perspectives it's perfect. and it's and it's and it is um, yeah it is and it's amazing and, yeah I was gonna say I, I never, love that I like, didn't it's give diff- I, you were the one who brought it up where the placement of these songs is very very important so we should probably clarify another girl is the first song yep. which is a Paul McCartney song. And then the next song in the album is You're Gonna Lose That Girl, which is a John, John Lennon song. song. But, like, as we talk about, it's all... I guess which ones do I like better? You're Gonna Lose That Girl. Yeah, You're Gonna Lose so much better. <laughs> it's so much better. I'm, let's just talk about both of them at the same time. You're Gonna and Lose That Girl. And that's what I brought up. Like, oh, my God. It's so much better. Like, it, and it is... It speaks to 
like the different mindsets of both Paul and Absolutely. John, in my opinion. And Paul's just, I've fallen in love. How wonderful this is! And John's like, if you don't care, take care of that care girl. Care for a girl, I'm gonna, yeah, yeah, yeah you're, you're gonna lose <laughs> that. It, it, it's perfect. It is. It's I, and I never thought of the placement until you mentioned it. Yeah, but it is like that is a very important placement. That makes perfect sense. Is John's the uh, what? It's uh. Uh, one of my all-time super underrated, and I get it, it was a hit single and blah, blah, blah. But if, when you're talking about the Beatles legendarium, people don't talk about We Can Work It Out. It's one of oh, my quintessential, a... perfect Paul and John written songs. Yeah. And it's more a uh, Paul song, but uh, even John talked about how perfect it was, where he goes, oh, and Paul is singing the upbeat parts of We Can Work It Out, We Can Work It Out. And he goes... And then it hits my parts. And where are my parts? Life is very short and there's no time for fussing and fighting, my friend. And it's very dour and it's very serious. And it's, you know, you need to, uh, it's the splitting of the perfect personalities. Because Paul was this upbeat, perfect, it can never get better than this. Ah, uh, you know, we keep trundling through, tra-la-la. And John was just like, hey, if you don't watch out, life's gonna fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and that's... Oh my god, I, I, I love that. And it's the personalities between both of them, which is just, it, it's yeah. great. Yeah, and it, it, it's it, it's two really, really good songs. Um, uh, I would say Another Girl is definitely more um, poppy. It might be uh, a bit more dated, where that's the one I don't know if it would actually stand today. Like, the tune, the music... Definitely good enough to stand up to anything. Yeah. Do I, I think it would stand up? Do I think it would be a hit by a, a, a no-name artist? I'd say, I, I, would, I would actually say both of them are like, like it, it, you have to, you like, both of them you'd have to change it a little bit to like speak to like artists today. I think You're Gonna Lose That Girl would be a hit as is. Really? Yeah. Is there a particular part you think that wouldn't fly today? I think uh, maybe the chorus like it changed up the chorus and then like because the rest is 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 like is really good it's just the chorus mm. I don't I don't I don't like I don't love uh, how the chorus is set up for like how like modern singers sing basically that's fair I think it definitely has more of a folk feel yeah, and, yeah. Where it's it, it is very indie, but not indie pop. Where it's kind of indie folk, it, which is a smaller avenue. Where would would it be a huge hit? I'm I don't. Know. I'm listening. So like I and I I just said like I love this song better than mm-hmm. another girl. But I'm listening it into my like in my head right now mm-hmm. in the chorus. I can't. I'm trying to think like could I imagine someone right now singing this? No, it's all John Lennon in my head right now. That's what I'm getting at right now. Yeah, I could uh, I could see somebody slowing it down and having a huge maybe it, yeah. But then you need yeah. to fundamentally change the song. Exactly. So it's like um, it's a little bit different, but like yeah. like yeah, you have to keep the lyrics obviously. Like yeah, exactly. Uh, like, I like, uh, I was gonna say, but that being said, I I I think it has potential. I think if it was done right, maybe it's a country song. You know, there are, there's always crazy shit that you can throw in there. 
I mean, like, yeah, there's... Yeah, like, there's Mrs. Some... Robinson had a huge hit as, like, a hard rock song. Yeah. And who was going to predict that Cuckoo Kachoo, Mrs. Robinson, was going to be a hard <laughs> rock song? Like, a alternative rock. Yeah, like, come on. Like, who knows? Some, uh, what's, Sounds of Silence, same thing. Is, uh, what's McCall? Oh, yeah, that was, that was pretty good by, yeah. uh, Oh, that was awesome by yeah. Disturbed. Yeah. yeah, that was great. Yeah. Um, so you never know. Like, somebody you might ne- have a ex- ex- Exactly, you never know. I um, would argue, though, is that this is very much a song worth revisiting. Hmm. Another Girl probably isn't. I think that's a very 60s song where the Monkees could have released Another Girl and it would have checked out fine. Okay. I think it's a very typical of the, uh, typical of the era. That being said, I love the song. It's a bop. I enjoy it every single time. But I do I think McCartney's gonna pull it out of his back pocket at a concert? No. Yeah. And I think there's a reason why. And it just it doesn't not that the lyrics are especially bad or anything along those lines, but it's just it's it, I, it's a little shallow. Yeah. That's how I would describe it. Yeah. End of part one. Part two. <laughs> I'm going to pretend like I haven't re-recorded this ad 15 times. Hi, I'm Ben Hunt. I hate to interrupt your lovely podcast experience with this ad, but I'm going to anyway. Why? Because Anchor needs me to. So I'm really never going to advertise for anything that I don't believe in. And Anchor, I actually believe in. So Anchor is an app or a website that allows me to do everything I need to for the podcast. It allows me to record and edit right from my phone or my computer. It also allows me to distribute my podcasts on every listening platform you can think of, from Spotify to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, even Stitcher. So basically, it's a one-stop shop for everything you need in a podcast. And best of all, it's totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, so we're hitting the B side of the album, even though I completely disagree with you. I totally think that, uh, what's we call it? Um, Another Girl is subpar. I mean, I shouldn't even say subpar. It's a totally adequate pop Beatles song, but it's something that if the Monkees produced it, I wouldn't be surprised. Well, Not that I have we, anything against At least monkeys. we both agree that um, You're Gonna, gonna lose, lose That, that girl. girl is far superior. It, it, um, oh my god, I love that song. Which is, yeah. Like, goes to show you that, like, John is really, like, giving Paul, like, the one two, like, mm-hmm. right now on this album, and he's about to do it even more with this next song. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tickets to Ride. This song is so fucking awesome. I this is another one where it's like this would be a hit today. Oh, this is, oh, b- oh by far. So overused by old white men, a saying that <laughs> this song would be a hit today, but it fucking stands up. Oh my god, Ticket to Ride's incredible. Yeah. And uh, like the premise of it is spectacular. Yeah. Like I love it. Like is it like no, no, you go on. Like, you, you're bad at the history with them than I am. So, when uh, the Beatles were learning the tricks of their trade, <laughs> they uh, went to <laughs> Hamburg in Germany, where they uh, they played for 
their 10,000 hours, as uh, Mr. Gladwell would believe. And they basically made their chops as musicians. But while they were in Hamburg, they were leaving, uh, playing for food and, you know, literally shelter. So it was, they were very much living hand to mouth. And when you're living hand to mouth, you suddenly start bumping into all kinds of other late shows and whatnot and strippers and you're playing in bars late at night and you're only up late at night and sleeping all day because you're the band and blah, blah, blah. But the, the Beatles made their chops in Hamburg during this period in which they were all like 17, 18, 19, roughly around that time. And it's when mm. they first got acquainted with Ringo, actually, and Ringo wasn't the drummer. But when they were in Hamburg, there was a red light district. And within that red light district was some um, prostitutes, sex workers, what, uh, ladies of the evening. Uh, I know what's the what's the correct term now. I, I think, think it's sex it's workers. Sex workers. Is I think the it's sex term. workers. We'll I be think. we'll be politically correct. Yeah, but because we're just, not in anything else. Just so you know, prostitutes is not a bad word. I I, I never thought it, it was. I like, never thought of it as. I a thought it was either. a professional term. In all honesty. I did too. I thought it gave like, some whore. Yeah, is a bad word. Big time. That is, that was, I thought, like, mm-hmm. what you're, like, no, no. That's a Prostitute no, no. is, like, a scientific term for, like, oh, that's what you do. Yeah. It's, like, they're not balls, they're testicles. And it's, like, okay, that's, like, a legitimate term for what it is. Yeah. Um, apparently, people have since turned off with that. I think sex worker sounds worse, but that's... Uh, I mean, sex that's worker funny. absolutely sounds worse. So yeah. Like, let, I, let's bring back prostitute <laughs> is what we're trying to get at. Like, I think it, that's I, I, the biggest message this podcast can get across. <laughs> <laughs> Regardless, we, we are pro. We are pro prostitute, <laughs> not pro prostitution. Just specifically pro prostitute. The word. The word. <laughs> <laughs> We're bringing it back, guys. Oh God, <laughs> we got shut down. Didn't even make it to the twelfth episode. <laughs> so, um. Bring it back to Ticket to Ride. Uh, in Hamburg, um, these sex workers uh, who were working in Hamburg at the time would rub shoulders and maybe other things with the Beatles. And they, to get a clean bill of health, they would have to go to a doctor and make sure, so they could work. And the sex workers would legitimately have to get like a full physical to make sure they were okay and they weren't carrying any diseases so they would be able to work. And when they got working papers, uh, it was, uh, you know, kind of written off like a ticket. And the running joke was that men would call them tickets to ride. John recalled this in 1965, (laughs) about two or three years later, and would write a song about it and uh he i think afterwards he kind of tongue-in-cheek said that's more or less what the song's about um i think that that may be even too clever for john after the fact he might have retroactively been saying that he may have had the the term ticket to ride stuck in his head yeah and then just written a good broken-hearted love song about it because i again it's an upbeat 
Uh, it's an it's, it's an, an upbeat upbeat tune it's an with a broken heart with a broken heart tune and it's it, I think this one's even better than uh, the predecessor in all honesty in my opinion for um, uh, Hydra Loveway or uh, what's gonna call it oh what do you mean predecessor oh sorry uh, for uh, you're gonna lose that you're gonna lose that girl which isn't like it's upbeat. oh I, it's way better than it me. oh yeah so yeah. that th- yeah that's ex- that that's what I meant and mm-hmm. it's like um doesn't have the same message but it's mm-hmm. still like that like tone where it's like oh it's I don't know it's a little bit like downbeat but it has an upbeat like music it's, and stuff yeah. like that uh, uh, for us uh, I was gonna say for us for you, technical musicians, because God knows I'm not one, um, it, it, the song is uh, recognized by its quintessential riff played on a Rickenbacker 12-string. It is fantastic. I believe Paul actually plays the little uh, the little riff at the end. Oh, really? Really? Yeah, I think Paul plays lead guitar on that. Um, otherwise it's a pretty simple riff that's repeated over again. Um, just kind of picking out the notes of A and then, um, uh, on a 12 string. And, uh, the other thing that it's known for is it is like top tier example for why Ringo Starr is an incredible drummer Mm. is go listen to the drums of Ticket to Ride because it's so awkward and fucking weird. I think I, I I think it was Dave Grohl that said like if you listen to Ticket to Ride it legitimately sounds like jazz drumming over a pop rock record like it doesn't make any kind of sense and it was just Ringo was so awkward being left handed and forced to playing on a right handed drum set yeah that it paused you know take him a couple extra beats to reach around to hit uh you know uh beats and that sounded so odd to us. But it somehow worked in the song. So I, I love it. Um, John Lennon, in the final years of his life, talked about, if not the last year of his life, talked about how much he fucking loved Ticket to Ride. Because he said, that's a really heavy, hard rock record for 1965. He goes, like, that was very edgy. He goes, but on top of anything else, he goes, nobody around was playing anything that sounded anything like uh, ticket to ride exactly like it was just kinda, yeah it's it, a very different sound yeah it, it it it's it's it has a lot to do with what you said like Ringo playing the drums because like it is like you hear that like delay mm-hmm. and that hit mm-hmm. every single time um John's like uh singing basically you hear that um and then the rift at the end is just and the the entire uh guitar playing is just excellent in my opinion mm-hmm. um yeah, I have like this. This song hits all cylinders with me. Um, yeah, lyrically, it's brilliant. Yep. If he's playing on uh, what's we call it, um, prostitutes, then that's fine. If he's not playing on, if he's not, if he's not, like then, who cares? then, then yeah. who cares too? Like it, it really, it really. Yeah, I was gonna say it works either way. Either it's it's it's, it's very clever. It's, if it, yeah, I was gonna say it, it, it. It's very cheeky. Yeah. If it uh, if it is, if it's not, you know. It's still a really good song. No loss. It's still a great song. I would say um, top tier for for the help songs. It's something that comes on the radio, and I sing along to it every. Ticket to Ride comes on a lot. Like people, people very much today like it, it, and that's why it it very much holds up. I love that, and I also love that. I was gonna say, I think Help was in a Google commercial recently, so you know, talking about uh, you know songs that came out 
you know, 50 plus years ago mm. and they're still being used to advertise for things. That's insanity. That's how good this music is. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so our next song, Act Naturally. Uh, I like it. It's not like, uh, like and I, it, I, I agree. It's <laughs> not like the best song. I would say the next two songs uh, on this aren't like my favorites, but I still very much enjoy it. No, I think this is, I think it's an okay song. I think Ringo does a terrible job on it. I think Ringo has really good songs with the Beatles. He has some songs where it's like, man, does he hit his notes? Is he so good? Um, I think this song sucks. It's one of the worst songs in the album. They should have eradicated it from existence. I hate this recording. I hate it's on this album. It ruins the B-side. It's so bad. It's uh, Ringo loves country western music. As he That's it. why I got like, I don't know. I just... I, the take was bad where it's if he did another couple of takes maybe i'd be okay with it but it's just ugh. and it's so dour and it's so down on himself and ringo is so like it it, it it's one of those things that it, it it helps prescribe to the myth that ringo isn't as good as the other beatles and it's like dude the the song before this was tickets to ride like ringo's enshrined in the rock and roll hall of fame already from that one song <laughs> out of the 300 the beatles recorded and yeah. had hits with and then you have act naturally oh my god i would call it the dingleberry of the album <laughs> <laughs> i i i have a i have a soft soft for it i i very much like it i love uh I, I think it's because I like Ringo too much. Like I, I really I do. Love Ringo. I love Ringo. I bad I, song. <laughs> I enjoy it. I, like, bring I, on I, Octopus's I, garden. Get rid of this garbage. <laughs> Fair. Everyone wants Octopus's garden, mm-hmm. but they can't have it every single album. They have to uh, deal mm-hmm. with act naturally. Which you're right. It isn't the best, but I still like to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I will always. Th- so this is a song that like I won't skip over. I will skip this song. You, you seem like you will skip this song. I will you, skip this song. I, uh, yeah. I, I, I won't say I have active hatred for it, but I have, I have uh, apathetic disdain for it, where it's like a dirty peasant that kind of grabs at my horse, and I just kind of keep going. <laughs> See, I flip a coin to it. Like, I, I flip a coin to the peasant, and Absolutely they, they're not. like, they're looking grateful, I don't care and like, enough I'm just to like, like, I nod, and yes, like, yes. I don't, n- yes. I don't care enough to backhand the peasant with the audacity, <laughs> I just keep going, because I know that the malnutrition will get him eventually. You, you, you don't give the sneaky boot, like, right to uh, the face. He doesn't like, deserve it, that's too much effort. No, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not an Aladdin, like, I'm not gonna whip him or anything like that, because yeah. then they get Riley. It's... <laughs> We'll save the like the stanky boot right, uh, for Yellow Submarine. That's like that. That's I what I have hard opinions on Yellow Submarine, and that is that is the Revolver album, my friend. Let's stay with help while we can. Otherwise, we'll be here for the next several weeks. Stanky boot. All right. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, it's only love. This is a weird one. It's it is. And I would say um, I have the same opinion as I have it as uh, Act Naturally. It's it's good. I like it. 
it's weird. I was kind of up in the air. I heard it for the first time when I was a, a senior in high school. I was uh, I took an internship with my physics teacher, who has since been fired, and he uh, <laughs> he uh, he had me cleaning out our old uh, physics department's uh, closets. What? Yeah, and uh, categorizing everything. You were there categorizing all the uh all the crap that was in the physics department's closet i was there you weren't there for the internship but you, uh, you were a very much a part of my life during this period of that's time true. In which i talked about this often. yeah that's true but i had uh, i had seen the help movie so i knew all the songs from help that were in the help movie very well but I hadn't listened to the whole album, but during this time in which I was categorizing all this like stupid shit and finding a lot of radioactive material from the fifties that they would teach in classrooms. True story, by the way. Um, <laughs> when I was finding all this crap, I was sitting in a back room in the dark by myself and uh, I had a good pair of headphones and what I would do is I would legitimately sit there do my work and I discovered the idea of like oh album listening I should listen to this album from beginning to end and that's kind of where I fell and I started with the Beatles which is exactly where everyone should start and I listened from beginning to end of like all the biggest Beatles albums and they just blew my mind successively and the, it was the first time I'd listened to Help from beginning to end and this was the first time that I heard Act Naturally and it was the first time I heard um uh, uh, it's only love, mm-hmm. and it's only love <clears throat> kind of hit my ear where it it had the potential to be a gem. I don't know if it made it there. I know uh, Lennon was very disdainful of it, and I hate to follow anything that they say by like you know aftermath. Um, but I don't know. I I I liked it at the time. I don't know if I've still maintained my like of it kind of a simplistic lyric obviously but it's mm. kind of got a cool sound i don't think it stands up to anything no close no to what lennon had on the rest of this album no absolutely not but like it it it's another like tick for lennon for me because it's another song for him on this album that i enjoy at least that i think it's good Alright, uh, yeah, I'd probably say that. He may not like it, I do. I, do. I, I, I really think, do. Uh, I would say I, it's a win for Lennon's vocal. I think it's, excuse me, I think it's kind of cool the way Lennon sings on this one. Mm-hmm. Alright, next up on the album is Drumroll Please. You like me too much, which this is gonna be. This is this song sucks. You <laughs> hate this song. I don't know why. I listened to it right before this, and I was like, "Oh, I like." I remember this song. I like. I you really like do. me. You like me. Blah, blah, blah. That's like, not that. Nah, that's not really how that goes. But yeah, like, you know why? <laughs> I don't know the actual thing because I listened to it once and was like, "Oh, I wouldn't wipe my ass with this song." <laughs> It sucks balls, and it should die in the <laughs> desert. <laughs> it should not. It should be heard by everybody. It's lyrically not the best, <laughs> the best song ever. I will admit to that wholeheartedly. But um, this might be another George Harrison song, by the way. It sounds like George. I think it's Paul. Maybe. I Which actually, is typ- I, I, it does I, sound like a typical Paul lyric. Yeah, I think. No, I think. I, I think. It, I yeah. No, I think it's Paul. All right. Um. I I I, 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 what? I said, I still think it's George. Uh, you want, you want 
Yeah, let's look this up. Let's look this up. Real time, let's look this up. I In real really... time, we are, I'm gonna, um, like Richard Attenborough, I'm gonna study Mr. Reggie Wilder in his native habitat as his brow is furrowed. He is concerned. <laughs> the pellet stove is coming on. He's about to find out that he is utterly wrong in a buffoon. It is. Oh, it is. And, yep, uh, right. Oh, would you look at that? Yep. <laughs> he is proven correct in his natural. It's over two. Jesus Christ. In his natural habitat. <laughs> uh, he wins this round, but many, <laughs> but many rounds to be gained. This is entirely true. As the pellet stove turns on, in case you're wondering what that noise is in the background, I'd rather not freeze to death. So, unfortunately, I cannot edit that out because we are doing very well as a podcast, but not that kind of well. <laughs> so, George Harrison wrote the, uh, wrote this song. Yeah, um, the song is... This is uncanny for actually George. I, I, I really... I, I, I really thought this was a Paul song. And I'm stunned, actually, that this is a George song. Um, it, it diminishes the song a little bit for me finding out, actually, this is a George song. Because George could do better. Um, Paul could also do better, but like Paul makes songs like this at least. Um, the song is cheeks. It's not. I like it a lot. Straight butt cheeks. Nope. Absolutely. I like it. Glazed in the sun. <laughs> butt cheeks. You won't. I no. I will no. It's a good. I'll song. allow you to die on this hill because you'll die lonely and alone. <laughs> no, I feel like people like this song too. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, it's that's a pretty, pretty simple all, song. You know, I'm sure there it's are dozens. A good of chorus. You. Dozens. I like it. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Ugh, garbage. We will skip this because Hot Brian garbage. really does not like this song. Absolutely and just not. Just... And, but, like, this is the only song that I think I actively dislike. Um, like, actively. I will go out of my way to, like, jump around. <laughs> you did not, like, act naturally. Like, act yeah, naturally but... is not good either. <laughs> <laughs> like, but I would jump across a table to switch this off. Wow. Okay. I would listen to Silence alone in Guantanamo, then be comforted by that garbage. Well... You could be wrong, <laughs> and you could be sad, and you could just be like, "Why just be that. happy?" Because I've got the tune of the Marcellus. Listen, <laughs> listen. Is that the next song? No. Uh, tell me what you see is the next song. Weirdly, I kind of like this one. This is kind of a funky one. It is funky. Uh, there, I like the harmonies in it. This is which, a John song, right? Uh I think it's a John Paul song. John Paul song. Um, but it's a, uh, it's uh Actually, no, I think Paul sings lead on this. Yeah, he does. But it's, uh, it's, uh, interesting. Uh, I actually forgot it was on the album, frankly. Uh, there are a couple of Beatles gems. Me, uh, me and my dad, who's also a Beatles file, like to kind of comb through and pick up the ones that weren't big hits. And, um, so the Beatles had the, the compilation albums, the red and the blue album. The Red Album being their early stuff, the Blue Album being their later stuff, and me and my dad always kind of fantasized, what if they did a double album of a Green Album? And it was just kind of all those songs that you don't really hear on the radio enough, and I think Tell Me What You See might just hit the brink of It Belongs on the Green Album, because God knows uh, the number one that comes to mind when I think of a Green Album is absolutely... Um, you're gonna lose that girl. I never hear that anywhere. No, and that's a great song. Yeah. Um, so I'd say that's on the list. Tell me what you see is cool, and I, 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 
genuine. I like the harmonics on it. Uh, I like the you know the vocals, the singing, and all that stuff. The lyrics not bad. Kind of funky. It's a little different. Do I think it's brilliant? No, but I enjoy it. I, yeah, I, you, I think yeah. it's a solid song. It's a solid song. Yeah, I I I'm of the same opinion. Um, yeah, it, it's really like in these consecutive songs. I really have the same opinion. They don't wow me. Mm-hmm. Like obviously, like the most popular songs, like on this wow me. It's it, not even popular songs. Like like, um, just like again with the B side. I think it was the same thing as uh, Abbey Road. Sometimes the beat, like the Beatles B sides, really a like B side for a reason. They're kind of just cramming shit on here yeah. at this point. If and then they really... end strongly because they like yeah. this. This album's gonna end very strongly. They um, um yeah now the um the A side of Abby uh, I'm sorry the A side of Help I would argue is better than the A side of pretty much every other album that we're gonna encounter from the Beatles. Wow. Okay. A side alone, yeah, I can't think of a better A side. Well, there's no, yeah, yeah, for consistency. I was gonna say every single song on the A side, I love. Yeah. Whereas Rubber Soul, you start. And even with with this B side, I like, like we disagree, obviously, Mm -hmm. but like I love like uh, most of like uh, not I was gonna say love. I like most of the B side on this album, and you don't like really. Ah no. You actually said you hated two of the songs. That yeah yeah. I was gonna say no 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 no. I think the I think the B side is actively weak. Yeah. Um, but I was going to say, uh, Rubber Soul is uh, it's one of my favorite albums, but it starts off with um, Baby You Can Drive My Car, which I think is one of the worst things ever put to music. <laughs> so it is. It's hit or miss. I mean, it's opinion-based. People might love the song. I think it's ass, but that's me. Mm-hmm. I got my own issues to deal with. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, but tell me what you see, like, Pretty solid. If you're looking for a Beatles song that you don't hear too often, you don't hear it too yeah. often, and like it's, it it's, sounds it's a little good. bit different. I wouldn't say it sounds like a Beatles song, which I will give them credit for. I could see this being a hit on indie radio. I can't actually. I don't. I don't see that. Indie radio. Oh, oh, radio. oh, sorry. Indie radio. I could see this. Mister, you different. Indie. Kind of different. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I can see it. Just different enough where it's like it's it, not pop indie, but it kind of you know not folky, but it's kind of offbeat pop. I could see that being uh, you know I mean I could be wrong. Yeah, but I often am. <laughs> All right, and Next now up. we get to Paul striking back with I've just seen a phase. Uh, we talk about Lennon's top five songs in the Beatles period. I hate to say it, because it's very controversial. Top five songs for Paul? I would argue I've Just Seen a Face is right fucking there. And I, you know, you can say Let It Be at Hey Jude or number one, number two. Sure, I agree with you. But number three, number four, number five? I would argue that Yesterday is definitely up there. And I would argue that I've Just Seen a Face is right there, too. Because I've Just Seen a Face is just... You could play that in a bar room in uh, Nashville. You could play that in a bar room in uh, Boston, Chicago, New York. It's L.A. It's... I run out of words to describe how perfect a song is. It's, you can, like, 
it's such it's a sing-along song but also not a sing-along song and it's beautifully written it's beautifully like uh musical wise like i can't stress this enough i absolutely love this song the guitar on this song alone i've like i I, i've learned and it's Awesome to play. It's so it's fun. It's so fun to play yep. this song. The, the intro and is hard. I gotta. I oh, gotta it, it, the it, intro it, yeah, no, it's. Yeah. Um, but the I uh, always the have to like after I d- after I don't like uh, play it like uh, for a while. Mm-hmm. I have to relearn this. And like that's, that. I was gonna say I haven't played everything it else is like it, it's pretty simple. Yeah, but like, holy crap! And like it, it's the lyric. It, I, I might add the lyrics are not like otherworldly lyrics they're pretty simple I, like but i would say they're perfect for the song yeah and that's i will defend them to the death no do i think that they are breaking the sound barrier no but it's not meant to be it's perfect this is a song i wouldn't change a fucking word in and the, you know you're talking to a hypercritical person that gets into every single single iota <laughs> of of everything when it comes to uh, the Beatles and lines and lyrics and stuff, yeah, I wouldn't change a word. And I'm a John person, and this is the quintessential perfect Paul song. It is upbeat. It's fun. It's a little Celtic. It's it's something I could see playing in an Irish pub, and everyone would be and, 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 laughing and, along. It is. It, I it's have timeless. the same. I have the same vibe. Like like an Irish like. Oh my god! Someone with like, and they don't use a guitar. They use like a like a mandolin or a fiddle to play like the main like. And he's like, got a little bit of a brule gun. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. I've just seen like like I, I don't know. I'm not gonna exactly. I, <laughs> I can't see. Uh, I've just seen a face. face. I can't forget the time or place where we just met. She's just the girl for me. I'm. Ah, uh, that kind of works. Anyway, um. I, oh my God, I love this song. I love it, I love it, I love it. And I think it, it, talk about one-two punches for songs that are just quintessential. Like, oh my God. I love that line, actually. Beatles, 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 Beatles is, I've just seen a face and, you know, take it to ride. Like, those, if you're gonna listen to Beatles song, if you're somebody who hasn't listened to a lot of Beatles music, I I cannot more adamantly put it like go listen to it. It's like two minutes of your life, and you're gonna be happier for it yep. because it's just a bouncing, perfect little happy love song. It's awesome. Had it been another day, I might have looked the other way. I love that little couplet right there. It's just because it's so it, it it's just it's just like it's it's just life. Like you, like you don't know mm. what like actually like happens mm-hmm. what's gonna happen what's gonna change your life and he's saying like it's normal like if you like look the other way like you might not mm-hmm. find like that perfect person but As it's it just is old dream but you've just seen a face <laughs> yeah. and, and you can't forget yeah the time or place where you just met that you are so stricken mm-hmm. with a girl that you just won't you're, you're you just drop never everything. gonna you drop everything I there are so it's many and I was gonna say and you brought it up and there are so many lines I the the chorus gets me every single time and that's the most Celtic part of it which is um, falling yes I'm falling but she keeps calling me back again oh oh it's a, it, it is how you interpret timeless. that line how how timeless. you interpret that line by the way too is kind of 
It's you could you could think. I don't know. Like sometimes he's I think it's like. With her. That's what it is. I mean, that's my interpretation. No, no, because he's saying he's falling, he's falling, but she keeps calling, mm-hmm. me back again. Mm-hmm. It you could interpret you that. You could argue a little, that there's a different girl that's calling him back. That. Or it's it's like he's going through t- like ex- exactly like he's going through mm-hmm. like tough times like they maybe they like separate like separate or whatever, mm-hmm. and like um, the, it hadn't worked out like it's like it could be like a journey that you're going through right now like with this girl that like you've been on and off on again, mm-hmm. basically and you fall you fall without her, and then she keeps calling you back and then you're happy again basically which, uh, uh, and then you'll never forget the time I was and place say, which is met. which is lovely. I like that too. It's a little, it's a little darker if you think it about is, that, but it's also it more is. beautiful, like in I, a way. So my interpretation is that um, I'm falling. Yes, I'm falling, and she keeps calling me back again. Is uh, he is falling in love with her, but uh, he's trying to quickly, and and the speed of the song is perfect because it's such an up tempo song. Excuse me, as I knock chest pieces over. <laughs> It is such an up-tempo song as he, he's literally trying to get this all off, like, sprinting off this word to you. Yeah. Like, imagine running up and being like, dude, you won't believe it, the girl I just met. She's just a girl I want to see and I want all the world to see that we've met. And this is wonderful, blah, blah, blah. And he's just, he's doing these couplets, 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 couplets that are so perfect. And then he ends it with a very Celtic, la, 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 da, da, da. I love that. And it's just, it is, I would say it is arguably, um, definitely, it might be number, like, four on McCartney's greatest songs of it, all time. It, it's, it's one of, like, all, all, like, the top five, like, you just mentioned, like, Hey Jude and, like, Let It Be. Those, those are all, like, all of his are, like, sing-along songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when it comes to, like what you want to hear like in a pub on a Friday night like bingo it's gonna be like early on not like late because I feel like later you want to hear like the hey Jude or like the yeah, yeah, and then yeah. you sing along but at first you want to hear the you want the hook uh, you, want, you want the hook this is the this is the beginning of the night song I, that exactly. you get the people going you get yep and you, you, you just and, and, start and, the set like, off like this you then start you go off Wonderwall yeah. <laughs> yeah and you go to Wonderwall <laughs> that song's awesome and that song's also awesome to play on guitar mm. I love playing that uh, on guitar it's really easy and I, I like it a lot I don't know so, um... If you're, if you're just starting out a guitar, Wonderwall is a wicked easy song to play. You just need a capo. Um, it's... Yeah. Uh, uh, I've just seen a face, and we've spent a good five, ten minutes on this song. It deserves it. It's that good. Once again, if you haven't listened to it, like, please. If you think this podcast is stupid and a waste of your time, valid. You're not wrong. But if you've gone this far, just listen to it. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. But it's just, it's such a good song. And it's such a happy-go-lucky. It's, you know what it is? It is, uh, what's it called? Um, uh, uh, what's the Dom Hall Gleason movie? Oh, it's... It's about time. It's about time, yeah. It is about time in a song. I would equate those one for one. You would? 
Yes, I think okay. that that is literally that entire movie. In I'd say Tom's that's the beginning movie. of that and movie. Not literally, not literally, but I get the exact same physical feeling listening to the that, that song being okay. And then I do watching that entire movie. All right. Other recommendation: go watch About Time. It's on Netflix currently, and it's wonderful. And it's Top happy. three movie for me. Absolutely. I will hope, stand by that to the end of time. Yeah. Reggie Wilder here first. Top three movie about time. Carmel Gleason, Rachel Adams. I, I totally agree with that. Yeah. Um, so this, uh, I should probably before we skip on to the next song, the uh, story behind uh, "I've Just Seen a Face" is that it was a song that Paul had written on piano that he used to play all the time, and one of his aunts actually loved it, and it was her favorite song that Paul played and she would request him to play it all the time up until he was still in the Beatles and he was still famous and she would say play that little number so what happened is Paul always really liked it and eventually he transferred it from piano over to guitar and then from guitar he started writing uh, words to it and that's when he came up with the whole uh, little ditty and it's just it's a catchy little ditty and it's I love it it's it perfect. does exactly what a song is supposed to do and I would it's quintessential Paul McCartney and I it, love it does what I need it to uh, 10 out of 10 does it hold up to Hydra Love Away it holds up to Ticket to Ride it holds up to Help and I, I love yeah, it yeah I would say that it holds I, I would say that Hydra Love Away and, and this like are just like on the same they just the exact same level mm-hmm. everything's a little bit like beneath these two for me yeah um, even help actually help is beneath these two. Like uh, hide your love away, and I think um, I, I've I, just seen a face are, is as above help for me. I I, just I like, love them that I much. I was gonna say I like the uh, I'm typically just speaking now, and it might just be the era I'm in in life or uh, anything else. But I'm I'm an acoustic fan lately. Where I tend to go for the folksier sounds. Yeah. Um, and I've just seen a face is always at the top of my playlist, and Hide Your Love Away is also at the top of my playlist. Could I pick one over the other? Probably not. I think I have a little bit more affection for Hide Your Love Away because I think I like playing it on guitar a bit more. Um, that's about it. Yeah. Otherwise, I'd say they're totally equal. God damn it, I love that song. <laughs> it's fantastic. All right, All next right. up on the list. The next big one. My favorite song, and I know. You're a loser. This is your favorite song. This is a lot of people's favorite songs. You're a dummy. It is. I don't care. Yesterday. Um. How do I put this? All my trouble seems so far away. Until... Um. <laughs> no, I I can't articulate. I loved yesterday. My first introduction to the Beatles was this album. And I don't literally mean this album. I just mean um, the movie itself was my first introduction to the Beatles, where my dad really liked um, the album. He loved the Beatles in their entirety. He was kind of an audiophile. So, uh, and I shouldn't say kind of. It's wholesale. Like, it's a problem. We found him in closets. He's getting out. It's... He is obsessed with me. But the Beatles especially, Elvis especially, but his favorite Beatles album is Help. So I love that we're talking about this right now, and I really hope at some point in time that I can actually get him to do some of this, 
these podcasting episodes on the Beatles. But um, Help was his favorite album, but he always liked the songs from the movies, uh, or from the movies, so he never really bothered to any of the other songs. And uh, Yesterday isn't in any of the other um, movies. Yeah. I mean, in any of the movie, but it's just kind of tacked on at the end of the album. I think in the UK version it's not on the album or in the US version it's not on the album but since then we have Spotify so it's on the album. Uh, Yesterday is incredible. It's one of the greatest songs ever written. I don't think anybody's going to argue otherwise. It is brilliant. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. Yeah. I can't express how much I've listened to the song over the years. I can't express how beautiful the lyrics have meant to me or anyone else that's listened to the song basically. It's a beautiful sentiment about remembering past loves or lost loves basically. Mm-hmm. It's just it was all yesterday. It was such an easy game to play. And it was all far away. Mm-hmm. And that's it, 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 it. That that's just beautiful. It's such an easy, such an easy game to play because love at times mm-hmm. when two people love each other, it is so easy. And that line actually, and, like, and I mean, it's just I could go over like every single line, basically. Yesterday, love was such an easy game to play, but now I need a place to go. Hideaway because like you like who in their life hasn't and if you're young enough that you haven't God bless you life's gonna kick you in the ball soon oh it's gonna it's gonna wreck you like a wreck ball oh my uh, god and I'm sorry that it does but it happens to all of us you know Uh, what's the song everybody plays the fool sometimes yeah we all do I have never met a person who has not fallen head over heels for something jackass and it. It really it hurts, and Paul does it perfectly. Is like, but yesterday everything was perfect. It's only today that suddenly everything's ruined. Yeah. And it's Paul does that perfectly. Uh, yesterday is just. Uh, I won't say it's flawless, but it's flawless. It's. <laughs> <laughs> I won't say that it's perfect, but it's perfect. It's a fucking good song. <laughs> I won't say that it was touched by God, but possibly touched by God. And I still maintain. I think "Hide Your Love Away" is it's equal in uh, in song structure, uh, musically and lyrically. I think it's right there for equals. And uh, it's just like that. The violin in yesterday is just it. It puts it on a level. Like I like I can't stress that enough. Like the like if you're in any like band right now mm-hmm. add one song with a violin see how it goes <laughs> I promise you it's not gonna go poorly well I have a death metal band called God's Nutsack and we were really hoping to hit it big with uh, our new bass solo but I'm gonna switch over <laughs> and I'm definitely gonna do some violin now I've never played the violin in my life but you said it was gonna go well so I trust your opinion You'd rattle people <laughs> if you if you intro if you if you if if you midway through did it 
or intro violin, like beginning song, intro violin, it's smash metal. I was gonna say, so, so not gonna lie, if just halfway through, like we're playing death metal the entire time, yeah, and then we can really get the mosh pit going, and then I play Charge of the Rohirrim on violin, I think that would absolutely blow their fucking minds. I think everyone would just keep going. I, 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 don't, I don't think it would stop. I think everyone would be like, yep, this is just normal. Yeah, exactly. Like, yes! <laughs> <laughs> then you got murder on your hands. Yeah, it's, it's a whole just, thing. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's, a, it's a lot of mess, but it's okay. <laughs> short answer is, yesterday is fantastic. It is it is a song that lives up to the hype. It is definitely uh, one of McCartney's best top five songs. Probably, I shouldn't even say top five. It's one of McCartney's top, best top three songs. It really leaves it up to preference because I think everyone can agree Hey Jude, Let It Be, and Yesterday are McCartney's three best songs. Yeah. And it's just kind of a toss-up for which one you prefer. It's all it is. It's just like, like and they're, like, they're all interchangeable. It's like, it could be, you could like all three, it just depends on the mood. Like, yeah, so I'm always going to have a deep abiding affection be, uh, for Hey Jude being yep. number one for several reasons. Um, you know, my... Uh, I, I should probably say my girlfriend would like me to cite that the, uh, you know, our first kiss was during Hey Jude. But the real reason I love Hey Jude is because Reggie's older brother was drunk as a fucking skunk and had the audacity to say that Stairway to Heaven was the true greatest song ever written. And then I played Hey Jude for him. And suddenly I was arm in arm with several other guys swaying back and forth, singing the chorus to Hey Jude over and over and over again. And then, by some miracle of God, and I say God with a, a W and, a G, and an H, uh, I was able to uh, hit the high notes that uh, Paul McCartney hits at the end of the song when he really gets into it. The, the Judy, 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 yeah! When I was drunk. To the point of where Reggie's brother over here looked at me and went, holy shit, you can sing. Like, that was pretty good. And I couldn't sing the rest of the song, but I could hit those notes. And that, for that reason, I will always love Hey Jude better. That being said, yesterday's right there. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, yesterday might be number 1A. Like, come on, like, it's... It, it's it, a great it, song. Yeah, it, it, it's yeah. It, it's up for the opinion, and mm-hmm. I love this song from the bottom of my heart. Like it was, it's just, it's always been there when I wanted. Like it, 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 it's always a song that I can look to to like start my mood up again. To like it, it's a, it's not the best like feel good song, but like. I don't know. It always brings up my mood. I was going to say, when you're at rock bottom, you need songs to cling to, and I would call yesterday Driftwood. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we unfortunately have another song to this list. I mean, I talked about the Dingleberry before. I think this is probably the worst one. This fucking song. Like, I said it before, I love all of this album. Unlike my boy uh, Ben over here, he he does not like some of the songs on this list. Uh, I like I almost say, all of them. I only have 
You have a couple that you I don't like. I have two strong. I I have two strong opinions, and then this one. Yeah. So I have uh, three uh, songs uh, on an album. How do we feel about Dizzy uh, Miss Lizzie? It it's bad. It's so bad. It's Why bad. was it added? I don't it's, understand. It's not even maliciousness. Like it's just bad. Yeah. Skip the song. Skip. You don't need. It's right at the end of the album too. Like it's just like you just because it's it's the Dingleberry. They needed to make a grade. They needed some other song to throw on here. You didn't. You really you really didn't. Like you you could have had anything else. At least put it like anywhere else in, in the song. Some, yeah. Somewhere. It's uh. So this is kind of that um. It's that Beatles early sound that when um, they were first taken off, they they did a lot of covers, and they did a lot of these early rock and roll covers like Kansas City, as Paul did, Roll Over Beethoven, George did, Dizzy Miss Lizzy is is John. It's kind of, it's these early, like, I don't want to call them dance hall numbers, but they're kind of... I don't know, and, and it's certainly not rockabilly, but it's that early rock and roll sound where they're really trying to get it to work, and they have songs like um, Shake It Up Baby, which is incredible. That's one of John Lennon's best vocals of all time. Yep. He made that song, and that's why John Lennon to me, if that's you a, ask that's me. A, that's a great song. Yeah, but if you're asking me, do I want Paul, George's, or John's voice, I would say, like, I got it. Because John just has that iconic edge for rock and roll, and he's using it in Dizzy Miss Lizzie, which I, I I give him credit for. It's just the I I think the lyrics are lacking. I don't think the music's incredible. I think the 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 recording is bad. Um, they they have songs that they cover well. I don't think this is one of them. I think not my, not even close. Yeah. So my argument. And uh, I want you, all you young children out there, to to listen up. Uh, if you haven't heard it, the Ticket to Ride was released as a single after Help. On the B side of that single is a John Lennon song called Yes It Is, which is a lesser known Beatles B side, hmm. but it was deemed well enough to be uh, to be a B side on a really good song. It was not on the album. My contention is they should have ditched Dizzy Miss Lizzie and they should have put Yes It Is on there. Because I think Yes It Is is a much better song and I would argue that it's kind of got funky delay pedals slash warble pedals, whatever you want to call it. Um, I I think it kind of fits in better and I think it would be the full, true domination culmination of John Lennon on this album. Yeah. And uh, I I think the biggest thing because I I do you have any other points on Dizzy Miss Lizzie? No, no other points. I I don't like it. I didn't really want to talk about it. Uh, ben made me. Uh, <laughs> it is a turd that I like would just. I wouldn't even like. I don't know. I would just ditch the toilet. I wouldn't even flush it down. Like as soon as I looked at it, I'd be like, "This it's it's no use. Down. Yeah, it's no use anymore. We gotta just ditch everything." Yeah. Uh, so as uh, the album as a whole, and we've talked about this before, just to wrap up, is this is a John Lennon album. This is a John. This is this is a John Lennon album, and people will obviously disagree um, because Paul has two of his most famous songs on this album. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would say I've just seen a face should get more credit than it does. It's kind of 
it's kind of in the back burner. But it shouldn't be. It's kind of the back burner. And I, then, I was gonna say, and then yesterday it's just an A side of an A side of an A side of an A side. Yeah, and it's it's crazy because I said it before. This we even started this like to Ben. Mm-hmm. This is John's album through and through. Like John absolutely wrecks this album. He shows everything that he's capable of and more mm-hmm. with his voice, his lyrics, his guitar playing, his uh, every 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 ounce of his skill is put on display in this album, and it's beautiful to watch, really. Absolutely, and we talked about it before. I'm really annoyed that this album is kind of tossed aside. Hard Day's Night is looked at very seriously, and I think part of that is that the the movie aged well, with that it's in black and white and, uh, you know, Criterion and all that stuff. Uh, If you guys watch the Help movie, the Help movie is great. It's, uh, you know, it it ages okay. It doesn't age flawlessly. It's kind of like an old James Bond movie. It has a lot of those feels, a little bit of um, Peter Sellers' Pink Panther, um, 60s feel but that being said it's it's really funny and it, ha- it is unreasonably good for a rock and roll band to make a movie that good because I don't think you know like Bob Hope and Bing Crosby ever made a movie as good as Help and then you have those you know like unreasonable non sequiturs into suddenly oh the Beatles are going to sing Ticket to Ride While Skiing it doesn't really make sense, but it's still a pretty good movie, and I enjoy watching it the entire time, and the music is unbelievable. Um, that being said, I the album itself is always looked down on. Where Hard, Di- Hard Day's Night is supposed to be the full culmination of the early Beatles sound, which is awesome. And I, I, I would probably agree with that. I think that that's a fair way to put it. And then Help is kind of like, oh, it's this in-betweener. It's not quite later Beatles. It's not quite early Beatles. It is quintessentially mid-Beatles. And I would say that the three albums that define mid-Beatles are Hard Day's Night, Help, and Rubber Soul. That is mid-Beatles, quintessentially. Later Beatles are Revolver and Onwards, and then earlier Beatles would be, you know, Beatles for Sale and Before. But it is, there is a difference significantly in, in the sound, in the lyric writing. It is way ahead of its time, and people don't give it the credit it deserves mm-hmm. because, oh, it's the movie album, and the movie was bad ridiculous the songs on this album are absurdly good they're not early beatles i love you you she loves me they're incredible george harrison himself alone writes a song that would top the charts if it was by another artist i need you is incredible i've just seen a face could be played in a pub around the world you play that in turkish and it would be great in <laughs> i mean they'd get it they'd get it Absolutely. <clears throat> Tickets a ride could be played anywhere in the Western world and be a hit today. Yep. Help could be a hit today. And but it, it we're talking about music that is fifty five years old. Fifty six years old. Yeah. 
I love that we're giving it more appreciation than it has been getting in the uh, absolutely. And it it is it is. I I told Ben um, before we even started this that I wanted to help because I recently listened to it and I really do. I think it's fantastic. There's really no complaints for me. It's 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 hard to find albums that I can listen all the way through if I, without finding like three or more uh, songs that I find not listenable, basically. And this is one of those albums for me where I could listen to this entire album all the way through without second thought. I agree. I'm the same way. If I get, like, I don't know, it's like eating a good piece of steak, or if you get, like, three or four pieces of gristle in a row, you're just going to check the steak out. It is. That's what happens. You're just going to empty your plate. Help is just medium rare all the way through. It is perfect. It's, uh, I was about to say well done, but that contradicts the analogy. <laughs> it's, it's medium. It's like nice and pink in the middle. It's not bloody. It's just good. It's a, you know what? This is a bad analogy by Ben. We all have bad analogies. Jeez. Or analogies that we can't pull through. This is fucking true. You know what? Let me put it this way. If you haven't listened to Help by the Beatles, you're missing out. It's a damn good album. Uh, it's something that gets kind of made fun of because it's dated. I disagree. I think that it's got a lot of uh, potential for remaking. I hope people remake the songs. And not that I don't love the originals. I, I hope they remake it because the originals are fabulous and I'd love to hear new versions of them. I absolutely agree with you. May, uh, anyone out there, make covers of all these songs because we would love to hear them. I would love to hear any covers, even not well-known people. I don't care. Yeah. Anything that I can find on YouTube, I would love to hear. You know, honestly. Uh, so, we're... Uh, we should probably do a head-to-head battle for Beatles albums. Is this better than Abbey Road? For me personally, yes. I I really I love all like the I, I love too many songs way more than uh, the songs on not way more but uh, just on it like a sil- like a like a, a slight edge. It's so close. It's so close. I, I don't know that it's I crazy. Could, I don't know that I could pick one over the other. It's it's crazy. I think I would choose help though. I think I gently and really sadly would have to choose help over Abbey Road. Which is really sad because at the beginning of this I was like, Oh, Abbey Road's better, help is good, but as we go song by song, it's like if you go head to head, like sure, Abbey Road has five songs that are unbelievable. And then you get like you I was get, gonna say six or seven songs and four of those songs I love and they're cool little bits and pieces, but I gotta say is Help has you know twelve thirteen songs on it. I don't love three. Like it's just holy shit! Is it a great album? Yeah, and it's not a collection. It's an album. It's it, it's something that deserves to be listened together. So, any other final notes on the Beatles' Help album? 
we're gonna keep doing Beatles content. We're gonna keep doing music content. I think I think I can speak for Ben. Like the these music uh, episodes are like kind of like uh, some of our best. I think Absolutely. just because we love it so much, we have like a actual passion uh, for this. Mm-hmm. Um, so just listen to some really good music. Listen to help. In simple terms, stay tuned. Thanks for listening to the Enlightened Podcast. We are brought to you by Anchor, a subdivision of Spotify specifically for podcasting. Not only can we be found on Spotify, we can also be found on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or frankly, anywhere you can find a good podcast. We can also be found on Instagram and Facebook. We're working on getting a Snapchat together. And in the meantime, you can DM us any questions, thoughts, concerns, or just a review. We've gotten more than a couple so far, and they've been overwhelmingly positive, not to brag, but we're pretty happy about that. So if you have any other thoughts or opinions, please feel free to let us know. And in the meantime, like and subscribe for more content.